Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm with Jeremy of Marion Hill. Hey. <laughs> so you're born in Philly, right? Yes. Actually, no. Actually, I was born in New York. I grew up in Philly. I moved there when I was like six. Yeah. Were your parents from New York or Philly? or? They met in New York. My mom's from St. Louis, Missouri, and my dad's from upstate New York. Didn't they, they meet in like opera class or something? Yes, yes. <laughs> they, they met in an opera class. And <clears throat> yeah, they lived in New York until they had me. And then my dad went back to grad school for music. And we bopped around for a bit. Yeah. Was a like a really musical upbringing? Like they played piano yeah. all the time. Didn't your dog also I'm very like know that. how to yes. sing or something? Yes. What, I, I'm like trying to my imagine dog, Jake, that. Who is now my publishing alias is Jake the Wonder Dog Publishing. Yeah. Um, but he was amazing. Giant golden retriever, part husky. We think because he had like a white mark on his head and white socks. But he would always sing when anybody in the family was singing. I love that. And you requested to like learn violin yourself. Yes, you've done your research. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. I was... That's the story. I have no memory of it. But I, I'm told that when I was four and a half, I asked to start learning violin. And that was my gateway into understanding music. And yeah. What about it attracted you initially? When I was four? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I truly don't. And you, did um, you practice a lot? Were you, like, competitive in any way? or? I mean, I definitely, I played from when I was 4 to 14, mm -hmm. so I definitely got good, but um, the, like, there was a certain point where the intensive practicing wasn't for me. Like, mm -hmm. I got to a stage around when I was 13 or 14 where it was basically, like, I was having conversations with my teacher and my parents that were, like, if you want to get better from this point, mm -hmm. you're going to need to start practicing, like, upwards of two hours a day. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. Wow. And at the time, I'm like, I'm a 13-year-old. I'm, like, <laughs> just starting to get into theater. I'm yeah. taking piano, too. There's, like, I'm in school. There's so many other... I have friends. There are all these other mm -hmm. things I want to do. And I was just like, do I want to be a concert violinist? <laughs> For the rest of your life. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I ultimately didn't. So... Mm -hmm. I, I can still pick it up and play it, and it actually shows up on Unusual a little bit on the album, which oh. was really fun. I, like, plucked it. I'm going to re-listen to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I plucked it on listening. Um, wow. That's me playing my violin in my bedroom. But it was, I think, I think it's, I was talking to my girlfriend about this because she played violin from really young, too. Mm -hmm. And there's something about learning a string instrument from a young age that I think is really good for your sense of tuning. Oh. Because unlike piano, where like you can't play out of tune on the piano, mm -hmm. it's really easy to play out of tune on a violin, and yes. it's all there's there's no frets to tell you where mm -hmm. to put your hands. You just have to like learn how to know when every note is in the right place with your finger, like the subtle nuances of that. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing that as like a young young kid, I feel like it's invaluable in terms of just giving you a sense of tuning. Yeah. How did you get into musical theater initially? Huh. I think it was because in high school, um, well, in middle school too, if you um, sang, it was like there was choir and then there was the musicals. Mm -hmm. um, 
and like all the kids in choir did the musicals and I it was actually seventh grade I up until that point was really into basketball and then I didn't make the seventh grade basketball team <laughs> I was really it was like probably like it was definitely the biggest like letdown I'd had in my life at mm -hmm. that point because I'd been just like basketball is my thing and then yeah. to not even make the high school the middle school team I was like damn but all my friends were going out for the musical and I think like they conflicted I wouldn't have been able to do both but then I was like oh what the hell I'll like audition for the musical and yeah yeah so did you then like, that became yeah. a track for a while did you like school back then um if the teacher was good mm-hmm <laughs> I, I definitely had classes I liked yeah yeah why, why did you decide to go to Yale for musical theater compared to all the other schools or programs you could have done um the short answer is I got into Yale early mm -hmm. and I, I liked it enough and I was really excited so mm -hmm. it wasn't I was lucky to not have it be much of a like big decision yeah um I think my dad went to grad school at Yale, so it always had a certain nice thing about it. Mm -hmm. And also from like visits I'd done and people I'd talked to, Yale had a really good music and theater scene and really good music and theater grad schools. Yeah. So it was just a really cool environment to be doing both of those things. Mm -hmm. Like looking back, do you think you learned a lot from it that helps yeah. you now? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the biggest things was the the, I, I was in an experimental theater group called the Control Group, and we would devise theater pieces together. And Zach Bell, our creative director, was in that group with me for four years. So he was somebody that then, when I was doing music, we had like a built-in collaborative relationship on making all kinds of art together. And it was really easy to transition into like, hey, we've got to figure out cover art. Hey, we've mm. got to figure out a music video. And we built up a vocabulary through all these theater classes we took together. There was one class with this director, Robert Woodruff, who's this like big, like avant-garde theater director. And you would devise a new piece every week based on prompts that oh, you'd wow. like get friends to cast in and like make happen wherever on campus. And it was such a valuable kind of crash course in like making compelling stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> and thinking about what makes something compelling and relationships between music and movement and text and all that that I'm really lucky to have as like a backbone in the career I'm in now. Mm -hmm. you, so you met Sam when you were like way younger through yes. like musical stuff. What made you want to like reconnect so many years later? Um, I mean, we were always, especially like later in high school, pretty good friends and I, I knew she was writing songs and I always thought she had an incredible voice. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a thing where once I was in college and for a long time making beats and doing production had been like a hobby of mine. And at the end of college I started to be like, ooh, I could actually be good at this. Like this could really be a thing I could do. I want to try it out. And of course Sam was one of the best singers I knew mm -hmm. and I loved her writing. So it was like a... We were already catching up on breaks and occasionally like working on songs together and things really clicked and made sense with Whiskey. Were you already putting out stuff on another alias by yourself like before that point? Um, I mean, it happened around the same time as I, I had one other project with a friend from college that I had one song mm -hmm. from and I basically 
put them both out. I can think of like a month apart, emailing to them to a bunch of Hype Machine blogs that I'd researched. Hype but Machine was like a huge portal. Like, yeah, Hype even Machine. Like your, we have even a lot, before we, that we owe song, a lot to Hype Machine. Like you've been checking out the charts all the time. Mm -hmm. It was like a huge part of your discovery. Yeah, I mean, it, that was... If there was a music scene that we came up in, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Like, I, we were always up to date with what was happening on Hype Machine and what was new and... Um, it was such a great organic way because to, to, to come up as an artist and to know that what you were making was exciting to people. What clicked to you to become a duo compared to just like her featuring on your tracks or you on hers? I think at the time, I, even before I was really into production, I always loved uh, consistency in production on projects. Mm -hmm. Like I... I love Kanye albums for that reason, mm -hmm. is that you know that he's executive produced the whole thing and there's a cohesive sound to the record. Um, and, and Drake it's similar because he has 40. And at the time also like Aluna George was coming up. Yeah. And churches were coming up. And I, I loved the idea of a producer being an artist. Mm -hmm. And instead of like an album where there's different producers on every few songs, that's also really cool. But I was just always drawn to being able to have like a, a full vision over a record as a producer. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, I was really drawn to the duo idea because I, I knew I could like dig in and like develop a sound and make really interesting music as an artist with a collaborator who I really loved working with. Mm -hmm. Were you ever afraid of being a duo? I don't find anything that, that scary about it. Mm -hmm. Like after school, you moved back to New York. Were you like working other jobs or were you, like how were you living? Um, I got really lucky because when I was home for the summer after college, kind of working on Marion Hill stuff and it was just mm -hmm. starting to happen, I um, was emailed out of the blue by a Korean company that makes children's audiobooks mm -hmm. in South Korea yeah. um, to teach children English. Oh. Um, and they had basically either been referred to me by a musical theater writer they knew or like seen me on a concert program with other musical theater writers they worked with. And I basically got this gig just like they would send me the like lyric lessons and I would like set them to music, produce the music, send it back. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, it didn't pay amazingly, but it paid enough that I was able to support myself off that and for a bit. And I think just when that money was about to run out, Marion Hill finally kicked in with the money. Oh, <laughs> So I, I was very lucky to be able to sustain myself in New York. Mm -hmm. I was definitely on a much tighter budget, but I was able to sustain myself in New York for a good year before Marion Hill kicked mm -hmm. in. And how do you decide that you wanted to go with this, like, management company record label? Oh, um, management, management was kind of easy. Um, they, they, they found us pretty early on mm -hmm. and were down to basically work with us from the start without pay because mm -hmm. we weren't making money at the start either. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, I think, built a lot of trust mm. to like work that way for several months so that when money finally started coming, we were like, well, like we wouldn't have this if not for yeah. the help you've given us. And 
we've just been able to build a relationship from there. I think we're really lucky to have had the same management since we started for like mm -hmm. four or five years now. Um, and I think we're lucky to be, like because of that, we're always a priority for them and we're like the number one client they have. And mm -hmm. It's a fortunate thing. Yeah. How do you choose your like style of music videos? I feel like there's a very like Marion Hills kind of style <laughs> Thank aesthetic. You. I try really hard. I'm so hard on myself when mm -hmm. it comes to the music videos. Um, I think making music videos is very hard. <laughs> I think there are like maybe 10 amazing music videos a year. Mm -hmm. And God knows there are like hundreds released every year. Mm -hmm. I just think it's a hard medium, but I think it can be a really fun one. Mm -hmm. um, Do you have specific like directors or... I mean... Films that you're inspired by. Oh. I know Great Gatsby has one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Films inspired by. Um, I love the visual style of the show Legion that's mm -hmm. on right now on FX. Um, I mean, the most recent Kendrick videos. Oh, yeah. Absolutely amazing. Um, I've also been obsessed with the Sophie videos, specifically the most recent one. Mm -hmm. Her new video for face shopping is unreal. Um, I saw her show in Brooklyn Live with friends and the video was projected like yeah. on a massive screen behind her. And it's just so next level and of a piece with the music. I think it's really exciting when the music video and the song can just like so strongly reinforce each mm -hmm. other. What was the idea behind the song and video uh, differently? Um, so start with the song. It's actually funny. The song, the the first chorus came first with the whole like, tell me, does she blank like me? Does she blank like me? Mm -hmm. Riff on that. And we really liked how that sang and felt with the beat. And But we were just like, oh, but isn't that kind of like, kind of like a, a maybe like a bad message <laughs> to just be just like mm -hmm. jealous and like is that is that what we want this to be like a pump up anthem about and then as we were working through that we figured out how we could we do it on another song on the album don't do it but it's really fun for us to have a song evolve and have like different a, a different altered chorus mm -hmm. that brings new meaning to everything and I think when it clicked for us that like, we keep the first chorus like it was, but it would be what she's telling her friend she doesn't want her to do, and that she knows she wants to do, and then we could flip it at the end. Then it really came together. And I love to be able to give songs dramatic movement like mm -hmm. that. A lot of the time a song, a pop song especially, will just kind of sit in the zone, which is great, but it's fun to every now and then break that mold and make sure people are listening to the lyrics. Yeah. And that, so they can get this really cool evolution. Mm -hmm. um, and the video came from our creative director, Zach Bell, who I was talking about earlier. We were just excited about the idea of doing like a, a smaller, intimate, low budget video that could still feel really affecting and like of our style. And Zach knows our style better than anyone. Like he's been building unusual aesthetic with us since the beginning so he had the idea of the tableau of like people popping in mm. and like making this beautiful like to me it's like a fresco or something yeah and all singing <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but 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 initially the idea was just like it's all these women and we were just like well like 
who are these women and why? Like, are we just gonna like cast and like pick people's headshots? Mm -hmm. And then like, it, it all just felt kind of contrived that way because since these women had such a central role, it was like who, they, it, it, they, they need to be specific. There needs mm -hmm. to be a reason that it's them. And then we were like, what if we did our fans? Oh. <laughs> and it's something we've thought about yeah. for a while, but I think in various ways, we're just like a little scared or nervous and you like don't want to do a kind of thing like that mm -hmm. and not get enough responses. But we felt like we were at a point where we could and it was so cool. Yeah, we that were was like so bowled cool. over. We were like nervous. <laughs> we weren't sure how it was going to go. Cause yeah. you know, you're, it's all these people that are just going to come in and you like, it was like 20, I think 21 or 22 women mm -hmm. who we haven't met before. Yeah. Who our director is going to need to get to do things in a timely fashion on the day, just right. Mm -hmm. And it honestly couldn't have gone better. Yeah. It, it's so good. They were all <laughs> like so great to work with. Mm -hmm. So much fun. And we, we got all the stuff we wanted. I think it turned out so yeah. good. Why is climate change such a big part of you? Oh, I mean, how can it not be? I think mm -hmm. is the bigger answer. I mean, I, I took classes on it in school and like have been aware of it for a while. And it's, mm -hmm. especially now when like, it's just better for everybody to be like, electric cars are way better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like. I wish we could all have solar panels and batteries and we're working on that. And they're just lots of things that are more sustainable and ultimately good, even if you're not thinking about global warming. But of mm -hmm. course, like, yeah, it's a big thing. And I think for us, especially in light of the past few years, it became a thing of like, we have a platform and what are we doing with it? So we try to do what we can to do what we can. How do you think your music has changed since the early songs you made? Um, it's, it's funny. I, I will answer this, but I want to start by saying it's one of the hardest questions for me to answer because I feel like my perspective on my music is so specific to me because I'm making it and mm -hmm. I, I'm like so much more curious for people who aren't me <laughs> to tell me <laughs> yeah. how it has changed because... Mm -hmm. I mean, how they perceive it, it's to me more true to the reality of the thing. But um, I think for me, I'm always trying to learn new stuff and I'm always trying to get new sounds and mm -hmm. try new things and push myself. Um, early on, like, especially like Sway, that was me learning to produce well. Like, oh. <laughs> Whiskey was the best thing I had ever made by like, a significant margin like a mm -hmm. very big margin and I it was the best thing to happen to me that that was so well received because then I could be like okay like I've been trying so many different things mm -hmm. this thing's working yeah yeah so how do I lean into this and do more of that and that was a lot of what Sway was um act one became like broadening that and being like now that I feel like I'm a good producer let me see all the different things I can do that can fit into the umbrella of Marion Hill. Um, and then with Unusual, I think it, the, the unifying thing that Sam and I were talking about going into making the record was that we wanted it to be both weirder and poppier mm -hmm. at the same time, <laughs> which is like a fun thing to write towards. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if we did it. We might keep having that be our motivator because I think it's a really cool way to like challenge yourself and 
opposite directions. Mm. But I think I think the new stuff along with that is harder hitting and kind of bigger and like stronger, more impactful is definitely what I was going for. We were thinking a lot about like with this unusual style wanting to make people feel really good and strong and badass and powerful when they heard the music and I was thinking about that a lot as I made all these that kind of swagger and strength mm. and bigness yeah um, oh. yeah that's yeah. a walk yeah. as best I can how would you see you've grown as a person since when you started I mean when, when I started I was just out of college and now I've been out of college for five years which mm -hmm. I think is bigger than any of the the other stuff I feel like um <laughs> it's just such a big question. Mm -hmm. I, I've changed in innumerable ways. Um, I think I've learned more of like what I like and what I need mm -hmm. and what makes me happy and what my like ideal daily routines are and what I want to do with my life. Because I, leaving college, I was like, maybe I'll be an actor, maybe I'll be a singer, maybe I'll write music. And I've really found a happy place and a happy zone for myself in writing songs and producing. I'm just like so happy to be in the studio making music mm -hmm. all day. And there are still like other things that might be like it might be fun to act sometime, might mm -hmm. be fun to do another thing sometime, but really like making music is the thing and I yeah. know that. Last question, what do you want to be remembered for? Um um, making, making great music, making music mm -hmm. that, that, that really means something to people and that can stick with them as a soundtrack to their lives and their good times and their bad ones and everything in between. And I hope if people can have the kind of relationship with the music I've made that I have with my favorite artists, mm -hmm. then like that, that's, that's the dream. Yeah. That's what I want. I love this. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>